Hey, you guys. My name is Vivian, and I am so freaking excited to be here with you today. I can't even tell you how freaking excited I am. I just love it. I love everything that goes into the podcasting game. If you haven't already, and you are already a fan of mine, please hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every single time I drop a new episode. Be your own cheerleader! <laughs> Live a life worth cheering for. Guys, guys, I know. I know exactly what you're thinking. Wow, Vivian, that was a pretty epic little intro you got there. <laughs> I know this. When I do something... I'm mother love do it, boys. So, I had my friend who is a composer, Soren Michael Dalsgard. You can check him out on my website if you want. He's on Instagram. He's incredible. He made this intro for me, and I went berserk because um, it's exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to kind of be like um, Monday Night football meets Superhero. And mwah, chef's kiss, straight on the nose, exactly what the freak I was going for. So thank you, Soren. Check him out. Give him an ad. Give him a follow. Also, if you're not already following me on the socials, you can follow me at Vivian Relena. V-I-V-I. A-N-R-A-L-E-N-A. So for everyone who does not know who I am, um, hi, <laughs> nice to meet you. I mean, I'm not a big deal. I'm totally small potatoes, but I do have a story and I do love writing stories and telling stories and making people laugh. So a podcast just made sense, just made sense. It allowed me to really embrace all of what makes me me and package it up shove it down your throat <laughs> i'm just kidding just kidding wow calm down so a lot of you know me from uh, a brief entanglement that i had with an organization called the dcc if you don't know what the dcc are i mean it's no big deal google it it's pretty easy it's a cheerleading team for an NFL football team here in Dallas. Pretty easy to figure out. Hence the name of my show, Be Your Own Cheerleader, correlates with my time as a professional cheerleader. However, this show is not going to be about shaking pom-poms, showing a little bit too much skin, and dance moves. I mean, it's going to... I, I could make it like that, um, which I think maybe half of you would really enjoy. But I'm more focused on helping you guys live your best life or live a life worth cheering for. So this show is going to be focused on your mind, body, and spirit, 
happiness, healing, and health, and just really funny stuff of my own personal experiences through life. First season is probably going to hit a lot of elements that dealt with my professional cheerleading career, and we are going to relive some of the moments that I lived when I was on a CMT reality television show, which is also Googleable. So Google all that shit. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I already gave you guys homework. Get used to it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, get used to it. This is a self-help podcast. This is the help you live your best life. And I am a teacher. I am a learning in enthusiast. I spend all of my time learning and growing and listening to podcasts and creating. So, I mean, I learned how to do all of this stuff all by myself. And I've been wanting to launch this podcast for like, I think three years now. Um, So (laughs) if you are trying to do something or if you have a desire to create something. Don't take as much time as I did and just get your ass moving. That's my first piece of advice for today. Get your ass up and get the work done. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist because that's like uh, the Virgo rising in me. Um, Sun and moon Sagittarius for all of my Zodiac nerds out there. (laughs) So let's get into the meat and potatoes of who the freak I am shall we okay so I started dancing when I was 16 years old I thought I started way too late to pursue like an actual career or anything more than a hobby because I mean I was surrounded by really talented amazing girls that knew what they were doing and I had no idea (laughs) Um, but they encouraged me and they pushed me every single day to dream bigger. So I auditioned for my high school drill team and I made it and I started to just fall in love with the concept of drill team in general, the sisterhood, the camaraderie, the performance, the adrenaline, the pressure of having to memorize choreography. Oh my God. (laughs) I was terrible at memorizing choreography. It was just this super new way of living that I was so here for. When I was thinking about going to college, my first choice was the University of Texas in Austin because I loved the city. I loved the school. I thought that I would just be living my best life up in Austin. However, I went to a college fair and there was an Apache Bell gold or alumni member that had an entire setup and I loved her. I loved her energy. I loved her vibe. I loved how excited she was about this team. And I also just discovered drill team and I was kind of intrigued about pursuing it. So she persuaded me to audition and I made the team on a broken foot, by the way. (laughs) I mean, I was popping Advil like skid tolls that weekend. I had my high school drill team spring show 
that same exact weekend that I had to audition for the Apache Bells. I was living in a boot, you guys, for three months up to this point. And that entire weekend, I think I just went through the motions. I probably slept maybe one or two hours. Me and my best friend drove up to Tyler, which is two hours away from where we went to high school, which is in Carrollton. And uh, thank God for her and her mom, because I really... I don't think I would have been able to have the energy if I had to do all of that by myself. But I made it and it was incredible. I loved, loved, loved my time as an Apache Bell. Seriously, some of the best college stories and memories that I ever had. Met some of the, some of my favorite people and just, oh, I'm just, I'm starting to reminisce. I need to redirect. I digress. I'm back. Anyways, one of my sophomores encouraged me to audition for the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. And I thought it was funny because I never, like, when I tell you I never, I never, like a billion R's, thought that I could, first of all, or I never even, like, really wanted to because I just started drill team, just started dance. Before that, I was a tomboy. I was super into sports, loved video games, nerd, maximum nerd. I mean, I went to bookstores and electronic stores with my dad on the weekends when he would pick me up. So you could say it was a transition. <laughs> it was a little rough around the edges. Ugly duckling story. Facts. It's just facts. That's just what happened. And so by her giving me the idea that she believed in me and that I had potential and that I could go for it if it was a dream of mine, I chewed on it for a while. I was like, well, if she thinks I can do it, then maybe I can do it. So fast forward, I'm at the end of my uh, sophomore year, sorry. TJC is only a two-year school. It's a junior college. Hence, in the name, Tyler Junior College. (laughs) So at the end of my sophomore year, I decided, all right, I'm going to train for this. I'm going all in. Um, If you haven't noticed this about me, you will notice in time if I (laughs) persuade you to stick around for the show. (laughs) Um, Which I hope you do. I would be honored to have you as one of my game changers. Yes, my friend, you are a game changer. That is what I'm going to call you. You are very much a game changer. You change it a game. You change it a game. (laughs) But basically, I researched the hell out of things, especially things I don't know. And so I took an entire year to prep to even 
start to begin training with people in that world. So I started to research nutrition and diet and I worked out. I, I did everything the right way. I went slow and steady because I really wanted to win the race. Um, I never had any body issues before. Let me be clear with you on that. Um, I was perfectly fine with how I looked. I had no self-esteem issues. I was a confident, um, loving, dynamic charisma motherfucker i was just so excited about life and everyone that met me was excited too because i made sure that they felt like the motherfucking star of their show of their movie i am like a number one hype girl if you really know me you know that to be true if you lie in and acting like i'm not then <laughs> go on and stop listening. Your energy and negativity is not even wanted here anyway. So stop. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting silly. Basically, the first year I trained my boobs off. My boobs and my butt fell off <laughs> until I was a, as twiggy as uh, until I was as twiggy as possible. Then I was like, all right, now I can train with these people. Got in front of them, trained with them, realized that I was potentially going to be on a reality show, tried to mentally prepare for that. I was super on fire for God at the time. I went to a Christian church camp my senior year of high school, and I was just super all in to God into being like the best Christian that I possibly could like when I tell you I am a nerd I am not kidding like that's not a joke I bought all of the audio books of the New Testament for the Bible and to and from <laughs> my drives from Tyler to home in Carrollton to visit my family, I would listen to them on repeat because I wanted to be the best person that I possibly could because I genuinely love people and loved life and I went about my life as the more you put into yourself, the more you work on yourself, the more you love yourself, the more you're able to put into other people, the more you're able to love on other people. Not everyone has the same perspective uh, and reality television in general. It's kind of toxic. Um, we're going to get into that tea here in a minute. <laughs> Spilling the tea about the DCC. Yes, it fucking rhymes, and yes, I'm a fucking poet, and I know it, motherfuckers. <laughs> if you watch the show, you'll know why that's funny. If not, they make fun of me for writing them a poem because um, my senior year of high school drill team, I wrote my drill team a poem for a banquet and they thought it was really sweet and 
I gave a copy to everyone and that drill team even would continue to make copies for it. Um, new drill team members like it was cool it was a um it was really nice and nobody shit on me for it so i was like hey maybe if i show them that i'm a multifaceted talented young woman that is ambitious then maybe i'll have a chance no no vivian you need to calm down and be more cookie cutter ma'am um it's a cookie. <laughs> I would not eat cookies or anything bad when I was training for DCC, you guys. I I cannot stress this to you enough. If you knew me, if you were dating me at the time, if you were friends with me or in my close circle, you know how strict I was because I'm a hard ass worker. I'm passionate about what I do and I love with my whole heart my whole soul and when my heart breaks it completely ruptures it shatters it just dynamos all over your fucking face <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense but we're gonna go with that <laughs> dynamos all over you fucking face. <laughs> Anyways, my first season, I won this thing called the fan favorite vote. So basically, social media was starting to get really popular, and they decided they wanted to incorporate a DCC fan favorite vote. So basically, on their website, they have all the girls do a little 30 second ditty um, of dancing and then you can have your friends your family and other people who love um, following the DCC vote for you and whoever gets the most votes gets a automatic invitation into training camp um, so basically like homecoming queen for training camp candidates ish eh, kind of I'm going to I'm going to commit to that. I was homecoming queen from my high school. So, we going to keep the crown. We going to keep this crown. <laughs> A lot of my friends and family told me that the next year I should have won again, but um a lot of the people that I was going against no, just one person had <laughs> and I'm not trying to expose you I'm not gonna use your name but she had like an entire class of or multiple classes of students that were voting for her with tons of fake emails throughout that whole day <laughs> and so she kicked me out of first place and she won the invitation into training camp um, no hate no shade I was just robbed. <laughs> no, it's just the name of the game. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta adapt. Love and war, anything goes. So I had all of the love and support from all of my friends and all of my family. And it just meant the world to me. Like I was amazed that so many people 
showed up for me. Showed up, showed out, and like just stood by my side and like believed in me. It was so emotional. I don't think you understand. When I say I cried, I bawled my eyes out for a really long time when I won fan favorite because I felt like I was like a representative for every single person that believed in me, for everyone who supported me and loved me and cared about me. And it even makes me kind of emotional right now. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep it together. But I, I worked so hard because I did it for all of you guys. If you're listening to this right now and you voted for me during that time of my life or you supported me or you shared, you know, anything that I was going through at the time or you sent me a loving, encouraging message or anything, even like shot up a prayer for me. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Truly, I love you. I appreciate you. And I'm sorry that I didn't make the team, but I do believe that everything happens for a reason. And now look, <laughs> I'm doing my own damn thing. And I don't even need a team. Well, I mean, y'all are my team. Y'all are my game changers. Yeah. But I don't need a official organization where there's rigid rules and things that you can't do because we all know I'm a free spirit and I don't really like rules <laughs> so um, I'm gonna try not to explain my entire DCC situation um, in this first episode and I will be spilling the tea in later episodes I'm gonna rewatch and go behind the scenes and express some of this stuff that I was feeling during the time and that I was going through just because I know a lot of you have actually asked me to do that. So why not? I mean, let's do this. Anyways, um, after being on that show, I experienced and developed a lot of negative things that didn't exist in my reality before like um body shaming body dysmorphia developed bulimia um I would go through massive weight gain and massive weight loss and then not be able to lose a pound of weight at all because my cortisol levels were through the roof I developed anxiety I didn't even I, I I didn't even know what anxiety was. If you knew me growing up, you knew me to be the most bubbly, laughing. Like, I loved to make people laugh and smile and giggle. I had no anxiousness about me at all. I was like, live and let live, love and be loved. Do your motherfucking thing, girl. Okay. I'm gonna do mine. You do you. I'm gonna do me. You and do you. You and do you. <laughs> Anyways, I 
started to spiral and um, I started to self-medicate by drinking. I never had drinking problems like before this, but in order to be able to keep up the intense amount of shit that I had on my plate, like I don't think you understand the um, the degree at to which what I was juggling. Not only was I going to college to get my degree in marketing, communications, and writing, but I also had a super intense training regimen. I was studying nutrition and fitness always, trying to take every extra dance class that I could. I was a dance instructor teaching at a private dance studio, um, a professional cheerleader for an ECHL team, um, a sorority sister in a performance fraternity that I was eventually vice president for, um, trying to be home every weekend that I possibly could for my family to really be a part of their lives still because family was so important to me. But I also had a long-term boyfriend like who moved from Tyler with me to Denton and who I already established a like committed relationship with. So I don't even know how I I don't I don't I don't understand how I did it. <laughs> like looking back now, especially since being in like corona times, quarantine where you are limited to your home and then when you do have to go to work or have to go out of the house you're like oh shit that was exhausting yeah I don't know what kind of shit I was on when I was younger I just got shit done I was working my ass off you guys but I I couldn't just stop doing all those things so in order to kind of cope with the fact that I was so upset and so like traumatized by the defamation of character by the ridicule by the body shaming by the constant pressure and feeling of never being good enough I I just drank and I I drank to numb the pain and I drank to keep going so I wouldn't break down and bawl like every moment <laughs> of every day because I'm a super, super sensitive person. If you really know who I am and aren't a fake friend or a acquaintance, then you know my sensitive nature. I love everyone. I've always been like that since I was a little girl and I trust very easily in my adulthood I figured shit out and I knew I had to grow a backbone a lot of my best friends growing up throughout my childhood taught me how to be more of a badass motherfucker um you know who you are but I didn't want to believe it I I didn't want to accept it and so I just kind of lived in 
my own created dream world where the alcohol allowed me to keep going through the motions. So we're going to end the, the spilling of the tea um, for this episode on the DCC because this is supposed to be a comedy show. Fuck. And I'm sorry. God. I just get thrown back into that reality and it makes me really sad. One because I had to go through it too because I ignored it for so long and acted like everything was okay three in retrospect I was treated so bad by so many people and it was just ignored and so there was this bitterness that started to grow inside of me and um, I did it I didn't know that it was growing and so uh, one day when I had a little bit too much to drink with my boyfriend um, I like snapped and I started like yelling I'm not an angry person I don't think I've ever gotten into a fight before this point and I started to rage 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 um, rage into the night. And that's when I realized that, yeah, I've been through some shit. I needed to work through some trauma and ignoring it and suppressing it and just drinking to numb the pain was not going to get me anywhere. So what is trauma? Let's get into the nerdy wordy of the day <laughs> I don't know if we'll keep this segment but I think it just went with it just went with the poem theme and I am here for it so what is trauma trauma is the response to a deeply distressing or disturbing event that overwhelms an individual's ability to cope causes feelings of helplessness, diminishes their sense of self and their ability to feel the full range of emotions and experiences. So every single person has their own scale of what trauma is depending on your own experiences thus far in life. So something that could not seem to be traumatic to you could be devastating to another person and vice versa. It depends on where you are, what you've gone through, and how you deal with it. So for me, I came from a very loving and accepting home. My mom is so live and let live, love and be loved. She lets my, she let my freak flag fly my whole life. Like there was a stage of my life where I was obsessed with the color red. You guys, I wore red every single day to school. <laughs> and 
<laughs> she's she's if she hear, listens to this, it she gets so livid about it. It's so funny. Um, but the vice principal of the school thought I was in a gang. And so he went through my stuff. He went through my locker, my private property, through my notebooks and everything in order to prove that I was in a gang. And they couldn't prove it. And I thought it was hilarious because I was in that like rebel stage of my life where being kind of bad was cool. This was in middle school. And he was like, well, you're going to go to end school suspension for a week. And I was like, lock me up. I'll do the time. I didn't do no crime, but shit. <laughs> I thought that shit was so cool. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious and funny, but my mom did not. She was not happy about it. Um, never been in a gang. Won't be. Um, but... I mean, I did the time <laughs> for it. Um, that was little V days. <laughs> so back to my different aliases of my life. Lil V is an alias that I went by when I used to try to create music with a friend, Beefish, shout out, Osmar, shout out. We would record our own dank tracks in his closet after school. And I would write my own songs. We would collab, make our own beats. It was sick as fuck. And I I had my own single. I made my own music. We made collab musics. It was great. I loved it. But then I became a dancer and... (laughs) Put my musical uh, career to the back burner. (laughs) I always had stage fright when I was singing anyways. So, And then my best friend, well, not my best friend, but my close friend at the time was like shitting on me for my voice. And I'm just not a mean or jealous person. And um, when people that are close to me say hateful things or are hateful, it really cuts deeply and that was the time in my life where I was very very impressionable so I just gave up singing and pursued dancing with my whole heart and (laughs) look at what happened crazy so funny life happens like that so if there's something that happens in your life if there's anything that doesn't feel right or that doesn't bring you joy don't do it And if there's something that brings you so much joy that you just love the process of doing, freaking do it. Go all in and spend all your extra time doing it. Researching this podcast, researching how to make a podcast from scratch, how to make a website from scratch, how to do this, how to do that. That is that that was like my shit, because first of all, I've always loved school. When I was a little girl, I would get so sad that summer came around because I <laughs> I'm probably the only kid that ever got sad about this, but I was so sad that we couldn't go to school and we couldn't learn that I would cry. 
<laughs> I'm not kidding you guys. You can ask my mom. She will vouch for me. I am a fucking nerd and I'm so proud of it. I don't care. I am who I am. I embrace who I am and I encourage you to embrace who you are. So just like I have a story, you have a story too. If you feel discouraged, if you feel down about a loss or a failure or something that happened to you, just know that shit happens. Life happens in this world. The beauty about it is that it doesn't have to define you. Your experiences don't define you and they don't have to create your reality. Yes, you may go through some traumatic experiences. Yes, you might need to heal through those traumatic experiences, but your emotions don't have to be dictated upon past experiences. So you don't have to be in a perpetual bad mood or a depressed state. Get your body moving. Shake it out. Whenever I get into a funk, I literally go for a run. Running helps me because it I, I get the runner's high and it helps me detach from a enclosed environment where I feel trapped, where I feel limited, where I feel all of those built up emotions that I've suppressed deep down in my heart. So try to change your state, your actual physical state. I know I've talked about my mom a lot in this episode already so far. And my dad. Love you both. Um, I just wanted to bring up another story to help you with your perspective. So when I was younger, I used to laugh so hard that I would have to lay on the ground. And my mom would always ask me, why are you always on the ground laughing? Just sprawled out laying on the floor laughing. And it wasn't until recently that I realized that I was allowing the action of laughing to control my being, to take over my senses, and allowing it to transmit me into another reality of pure bliss and happiness, away from the realness or heaviness of reality, like changing my state of being, sometimes in order to see or be in a different perspective, you have to change where you are, even if it's just a few feet away. I hope today you see the world as a blessing. Life is a gift and love in everything around you. I know the heaviness of 2020 can sometimes fog our vision, but you know what they say? If you're in a burning house, get down on the ground because smoke rises. Sometimes we just have to change where we are in order to see things in a different perspective. Today, I challenge you to, air quotes, lay on your floor and let out a full belly laugh with your whole heart and your whole mouth. Laugh until you cry and then propel yourself into a reality where there's only laughter and happiness that exists. Even if it's just for a brief moment. Because, I mean, that's all life is, right? Brief moments stuck together by this crazy thing we call time. Spend your time wisely today and laugh a little. So when I was a little girl, 
I was obsessed with reading and writing because my dad was obsessed with like reading and all that nerd stuff. (laughs) And I would read books all the time. I was obsessed with books, obsessed with poetry books, obsessed with all of this stuff. And my sixth grade English teacher really was, I guess, impressed by me. All of my English teachers loved me all the time. I was so enthusiastic about English and about writing class. I just loved it. My English teacher loved me so much that she let me put a quote of the day on the whiteboard every day before class or every week before class. And so in order to express the full embodiment of who I am as an individual, I want this podcast to really reflect who I am as a person. So the legend lives on. Let's get into the quote of the day, you guys. This quote is by Theodore Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself for a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory nor defeat. So I bring up this quote because after I was not accepted as a DCC or I was um, let go from training camp, that quote really helped me keep going. Um, I was always an optimist. I always saw the beauty in the struggle. But this time, with that whole show, how it was edited how my character, which I had built my entire life, was shattered in moments because um, it would be good for ratings. I, I did not know how to cope. And that quote helped me remember that I was kicking ass. And that I was being courageous. 
and I was doing shit that only other people would talk about doing. I had the courage to get up and try. And so if you feel discouraged today to get up and try to do anything in your life, whether that's starting a business, approaching that person, pursuing that relationship or that hobby or that interest, learning a new language, whatever it is, if it feels like it's too out of reach, it's not. It's really not. It's just a matter of understanding that you need to break it down into step-by-step like format in order to accomplish your goals. So your homework today is to think of one big game-changing dream that would make your life here on earth all worth the while, all worth the time, the effort, the tears, the heartache, the heartbreak, all of the experience. I want you to write it down, think about it, chew on it, and then next week or next episode, we'll talk about how to move forward into accomplishing that dream. So I love you so much. I'm sitting in my room. The AC is off in my house and I'm sweating (laughs) in all my crevices. I am in a very small space. I hope you really enjoyed this first episode. Next episode, we'll get into more segments. I really had to pull back on the segments this episode so you guys could get a gist of who I am what I've done, where I've been, who I've seen, where I'm going, where we going. So until next time, thank you for joining me. My game changes. You guys, if you love this episode and you love what I'm doing, please, please, please go and rate this bad boy. Subscribe, leave a review. It will really help the podcast. I'm really trying to do my best with this show and I really really need your help so please help me change the game by supporting me in this loving me through this and sharing it with somebody that you think would really benefit from hearing it I really really appreciate you if we can get 50,000 votes for me to get into training camp I think we can get me onto the new and noteworthy section for Apple podcasts. I mean, if it happens, I'm I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to record myself crying and I'm going to I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something special if we can get this podcast into the atmosphere. I love you so much. I appreciate you so much and I'm sending nothing but love light and good vibes your way. Love and be loved, live and let live, and follow your internal compass to wherever it may lead you, and go change the motherfucking game.